0: and welcome to another episode of the Steven and Arjun Football Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Mitsubo SG and Starstruck Bakery. In the last episode, we had Cedric who joined us to talk about the third and final round and also the group group stages permutations for group A, B and C. And today, to round things up in the group stage, we have Uday to join us to talk about the third and final round for group D, E and F. And of course, first and foremost, I want to welcome back my co-host Arjun. Arjun, welcome back. Thank you, Stephen. It's good to be back. Yeah. Okay, um
1: Ude, welcome back as well. Hi, thank you. Um (laughs) interesting (laughs) that interesting interesting second match day uh, that happened recently. What do you think of
0: France performance yesterday?
1: (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) Let's discuss it later.
0: (laughs) Okay, all right. Without further ado, let us start today's discussion. Um Ude, let's start let's start off with group D first. Croatia against Scotland. How do you see this one go?
1: Okay, um, the game, England versus Scotland, um, I'm going to discuss about it. It's going to, after that, it's going to help out with the Croatia-Scotland game. The Croatia-Scotland game has to be open because they both are fighting for a chance to go through to the next round. Croatia needs to make sure that what happened in 2018 was not a fluke. That's Scotland's first time in 23 years uh, entering a competitive tournament. So it has to be an open game. I can't see it not being an open game. I hope it's a high-scoring game. I hope that Croatia wins 3-2 at the end of it and somehow it's a disappointment for Scotland. or oh, a 3-3 or whatever. Because what happened in the game between England and Scotland, was Scotland was better. They created some good chances. Of course, down the wing as well. And then Che Adams was lively. You know, He was one of their best attacking out- outlets there. Um, finally, Tierney was back. Um, it showed that you play your best players in the best positions. You will definitely get one of the best results of the tournament. Um, so, Robertson and Tierney as a left-back issue. Oof, can you imagine if they were in England? They'll solve their England left-back issue, that's for sure. And then, um, Billy Gil- Gilmore performed the Kante role very well, very well for Scotland. So, I, man, the game against Czech in Croatia. First half, Czech was uh, dominating. And then um, it was the Ivan Perisic show for the second half of Croatia. It's like Perisic scored a wonderful goal. The pass to Perisic was perfect. Um, and then Perisic set up two glorious chances, both were converted. So I think Perisic is going to be the person to be the one to watch in the game. He might score one goal at least against uh, Scotland. And uh, my prediction is Croatia to beat Scotland. And it has to be a high scoring game, 3-2. Yeah, wow.
2: but th- that was a pretty good analysis. Uh, So yeah. like <laughs> going into, but, but uh, for the final prediction, actually I was, g- was going to disagree with you. Because yeah. uh, just judging by um how Scotland played in the first two matches, despite them mm-hmm. drawing one and losing one, I thought they performed mm-hmm. pretty good. In fact, in the Czech Republic game, I thought they were a lot more uh, attacking than Flagg. Czech got two chances or three chances and they took their chances. Whereas Scotland created so many, they just couldn't finish it. Against England as well, on the balance of the match, I felt like you said, Scotland was did play better than England. Uh, England was disappointing. So in the third game against Croatia, I feel this is a match between um, a Scotland team who has been playing well and a Croatia team who has been disappointing. Uh, they they had their moments, Croatia had their moments. They disappointed in their first game against England. They had some good moments through Perisic against Czech Republic, but they haven't done enough. And so I think going, judging by the form and the momentum, I think Scotland is going to edge this one. But yeah, you're right. I think it's going to be open because both teams have to go for it. Uh, I think England and Czech are quite secure in first and second. I don't think Croatia or Scotland uh, will be able to overtake them, but they they are fighting for the third place for sure. So whoever I mean, if direct, whoever wins this match is going to be in third, and if they draw, then Croatia is going to be in third. So I think Scotland has more motivation to go for it as well. So I think Scotland's going to age it like two one or three two probably.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Even but any but... comments on Harry Kane? What happened to him, Harry Kane? I don't
0: yeah. know. I just feel that he looks very tired and. And and he's not he's not his usual self in twenty eighteen anymore, where he mm-hmm. is the, you know thirsty. Uh, he's very thirsty for goal. He, he he hungers for goal. He wants the goal, which resulted in him winning the golden boot in twenty eighteen mm-hmm. But I think under the influence of Jose Mourinho, he kind of played in a more reserved role in yes. in in his Spurs this season yes. and the last season, whereby he has uh, the main thing is that he has a runner behind him, which mm-hmm. is the Son Heung Min. Spurs, yes, yes. but in England we do not have. They do not have the the, 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 the same quality runner that that you know that Spurs have, like Son, or even Liverpool have, like Sadio Mane, um uh, and Mo Salah, where you see yes. Fabino can play very deep, but they still can score goals through the two wingers. Right, right.
2: But to be fair, I yeah, think so, that's because of Southgate's uh, reluctance to start start like Rashford or Sancho he's yeah. still starting Foden who of course is not an out-and-out PC winger and so mm-hmm. from, uh, like, like you mentioned I think that's also what, why Kane is struggling a bit
0: yeah and, and Foden is not a, 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 somebody who is used to you know uh, somebody who hit the ball and then I'll run run for the second ball you know he is, he's, he's yes. a dribbler he's yeah. a dribbler yes. yeah so if without the ball he wouldn't run I mean like he's off the ball running may not be as good as people like Grealish or Sancho mm-hmm. yeah so maybe it's a different tactic yeah uh, okay, um yeah so back to this Croatia and Scotland match I think yeah I think I have to agree with I think I have to agree with Arjun here Oof. I, I mean like after the first match I still give Croatia chance I say that they will beat Czech Republic based on the experience of the 2018 squad but then again it has been two matches and we do not they have been disappointing like I would say so Scotland being the more like you know like what Arjun say the more motivated side and maybe a bit more energetic, given the fact that Croatia has an ageing squad, so probably they might age it, and and pursue the next round via the third place. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Arjun, Czech versus England.
2: Yeah, so uh, as we mentioned, this is a battle for first and second. It's a direct battle for first second, and second just as how Croatia and Scotland have a direct battle for third and fourth. Um, Both, of course, Czech and England are both on four points. If it's a draw, it's advantage check. So, again, once again, in this, I think England has to go for it. They have nothing to lose. Having said that, um, having seen England's performance in the last two matches, I've not really been entirely convinced by them. Neither have I been convinced by Southgate's substitutions or Southgate's tactics. Uh, it doesn't seem enough to win games. And I think he has players for all form as well. There's a debate on whether he should drop Harry Kane as well. For But if he drops Harry Kane, who's going to come in? Probably Dominique Lewin. And is England prepared to play the kind of football that suits Dominique Elwood Lewin, like crosses, long balls, where Elwood Lewin is, uh, has the strength? Probably not. Um, having said that, Czech Republic doesn't seem like a team that creates an awful lot of chances. They create a few chances, but they take their chances. So I see this going to a draw with Czech Republic going first and finishing first and England finishing second, which is a good thing for England, actually. It's not a bad thing. Um yeah, because they have an easier draw in the next round. Uh check the no, I think Cedric you are mentioning that, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's not all bad for England, but of course I don't think England will go into the match with that uh mentality, saying that oh I should just lose this game just so I can get an easier draw and the second. The momentum will be lost, they won't have a winning run. So I think they will want to finish strong, but I don't see them winning the game. I think
1: it'll be a draw, probably one-one. Mm-hmm. Oh Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Arjun's analysis was spot on. Um, I think we already discussed about Tien. I definitely, I feel like it's time for Calvert Lewin. England has the uh, talent to cross the ball in. Jadon Sancho should play. I don't understand what's happening. I told you Phil Foden will not be a good idea against Scotland. I still don't know why he played it. He should have identified that was a weakness in halftime and quickly uh, rectified it. So, I don't know what is happening. I feel like it might just be like a one-one as well. Shit is going to score a goal again. Um, <laughs> he just can't stop scoring. Even if he's bleeding, he can't stop scoring. So definitely, it might be a one-one.
0: Yeah. Um. I agree that it will be. I think. I think it will be a draw because, like, for either party. A draw is a is a, is a good point. It it confirms their progression through the top first and second, uh, first and second uh, top 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 two of the group. Yeah, but the fact is that this this after the first two round, I realized that Czech, Czech is not pushover. They are not the you know the, the, yeah. the weaker the third, third best team in the team behind Croatia or England. I feel that they are they are in it and they are quite good with players like Sheik, Souchet, Kufal. And and, and other, other players that we do not know about, but the collective, the collective strength is there with these three people leading the line. Yeah, and West Ham United's uh, Suchek, I have said earlier, where I, 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 I kind of identified him as a replacement for Gini Wijnaldum. <laughs> and he has proven in this, this tournament to be quite uh, the quite real deal in terms of the attacking phase as well, as, as well as the defending side. So... Yeah, I think England will find, find it hard to, to, to beat check. Mm, so as I said earlier, Harry Kane, I, I don't know what's going on, but probably it's time to drop him or, or maybe just, just give him a break, a rest ahead of the knockout stage. And yeah, I'll see this as a draw as one-one or two two. Or even new new.
1: Yeah. Yeah, just going a bit off topic, we're talking about uh defensive midfielder coverage for Liverpool. I feel like Suchek might be perfect for Manchester United. Remember last we were talk, last week, we were talking about, last podcast, we were talking about how we get a younger Matic or a kante old. Suchek and yes, yes. maybe Fred would be perfect to sort out Manchester United's uh, center defensive problem. So, yeah. yeah. See, Speaking does... about that, yeah. Suchek looks like a younger Matic, right? Like... Yes, he does. <laughs> yeah. He does
0: look like that. Yeah. He is tall. He is, uh, you know, strong. Yeah. You know,
1: Fights for everything. That's what we want. Yeah,
0: fight, yeah, fight for everything. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Sounds like a Fellini now.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let us move on to group E. Um, Uday, Sweden against Poland.
1: Oh, boy. This was one of the most boring games that happened. Like, I saw the statistics for me to actually uh, remember. I saw this game live. And there were it, at the end of the game, it said there were 23 shots. I barely remember less than 10. You know? <laughs> was so bad. Um, again, Isha was a busy bee, very lively. Um, he flicked the ball to, I might ruin his name, but Quizon, who was brought down in the penalty box. And the penalty was caught by Fosberg. To me, that was a 7 out of 10 penalty. Very well struck. Could have been better, but nicely done. And then, um, Sweden have played 7 games this year without conceding a goal. So, defensively, they're very solid. Um, and most of the attacks come out from Lindelof's long balls. So, this game, if Sweden can continue how they are doing defensively and just score a goal, it might just end up 1-0 to, Slo- to Sweden. Sorry, Slovakia, again, didn't do very well um, against Poland. Um, and I feel like that's one of the reasons why um, Sweden might actually win it. Sorry, Poland didn't do well, sorry. Poland didn't do well against Slovakia. That's why I feel like Sweden might actually beat Poland. And they're in a driving seat, their first position, I think. Um, so again, Spain shot themselves. I think Arjun will discuss more. So I feel Sweden might just win it 1-0. Yeah, I think that was pretty much spot on. Uh, Sweden have
2: done pretty well. They have been really defensively solid. Um, I think against Spain, a game which many people expected them to lose, They shut out Spain, despite Spain having so much possession, so many shots. But they kept Spain at bay. Uh, Lindelof has been solid uh, alongside his centre-back partner as well. And in the second game, again, I think the defence is what won them the game. Uh, Yes, they had uh, moments of good attack as well. But defensively, I think this defence is probably going to bring them to... uh, carry them through to the knockout rounds. They are first in the group. Uh, I don't think many people would have seen that coming. Uh, also, it, it's also because Spain didn't uh, do as well as people expected. But yeah, I, I really like this Sweden team uh, because even though their attack could still improve, I think their defence has been really tight. And Poland have not created as many chances for Lewandowski over the two matches. And I think they are paying the price for that. Uh, which is why they they've scored two goals but uh, they've not won any match. They've drawn and they've lost. Uh, yeah, bottom of the group, deservedly, I would say, deservedly, and so I think Sweden will win this one day also.
0: Sweden, but I, I also watched the match Sweden against Slovakia, you know, a few days ago. Yeah. But I feel like the two teams that, that were on show that day, like the tag the was a bit toothless, mm-hmm. like they, were, they weren't any creativity. Until the last minute where... where, where and, and the goal was scored by a penalty as well. Yeah. So, so, I'm not too sure about Sweden winning this one. Even though Poland's defence is porous. But, and at least Poland, there there is a Robert, Robert Lewandowski up front. Yeah, so so in my opinion, I'll probably go with
2: uh, Poland 2-1. Yeah. yeah. So, fun fact. Uh, Sweden are uh, one of the only three teams in the to- tournament yet to concede a single goal.
1: So it's Maybe Sweden, England them and
2: them to... Italy.
0: Ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, oh, sorry. But but, but, but yeah. that is because number one, Spain was toothless. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Spain wasted their chances and number two, Slovakia was toothless, I feel. <laughs> yeah, but that's true, but, I but like...
2: still I think Sweden still yeah. uh, The their defense definitely still played a part.
0: Yeah yeah. 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 But, but okay, then then again then then this match will be a real test for the defence because they have a really hot striker in Robert Lewandowski to to to, to tend to. But, but that's the
2: thing, Poland are not able to create enough chances for him and he can't catch the attack on his own. Definitely. True,
0: definitely.
1: True, yeah. true, yeah.
0: We shall see then. Yeah. Okay, yeah. um the next match is so Slovakia against Spain. Arjun.
2: Yeah, so um I given that I think Sweden is gonna win against Poland, I think first place is pretty much secured for Sweden. So, Spain versus Slovakia is a straight shootout for second place. Uh, Obviously, whoever wins will be second. If it's a draw, Slovakia is already in second. And Spain might be knocked out if it's a draw because I don't think three points is enough to be one of the best uh, third-place teams. So, Spain has to go all for it. Uh, I think they will have to abandon their possession-style play a little bit and try to go a bit more direct. uh, Try to take more risks probably start with less um, less defensive midfielders, more technicians, more attackers. Uh, yeah, I think they really have to go for it in this game. It's all or nothing for Spain. So uh, having said that, I think Slovakia have overperformed so far. I mean, don't get me wrong, they have played really well, but given uh, how we expected them to play in this tournament, I think they have overperformed. And I expect Spain to come good in the third game, even if it's a a game which they win by the slimmest of margins, maybe like two one, but I think Spain will come good in the third game because they have
1: to go for it; they have no choice. Yes. Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: So, um, I want to go completely opposite from what Arjun said. I mean, analysis was Whoa. good, but I want Slovakia <laughs> to beat Spain to knock Spain out. Of the thing and Slovakia maybe even having a chance to go to the next round. Of course, they have overperformed. I agree with Arjun's analysis. Yeah. But this seems like the game that Spain again is gonna waste a hundred chances and it just needs one shot on target, either for Mark or Hamshik to go in, and that's it. Slovakia wins 1-0. <laughs> um, so that's exactly what I wanted. Let's talk about the penalty by the way in the Spain versus Poland match. Um, it was such a bad penalty and such a bad rebound as so The run from the taker didn't look confident. Uh, and then Morata whacking it um, away from the goal was equally as funny to me. Um, so I don't think Spain has a chance of going through because of that. Like they lack confidence altogether. Um, uh, so. yeah, yeah, I saw the penalty as well.
2: And to me, I felt like the rebound was worse than the penalty itself. Because yeah. <laughs> the penalty itself, yes, he hit the post, but he tried to put it in the corner and I felt it wasn't yeah. since he didn't miss the goal
1: entirely, but the rebound was horrible. And, exactly. and I have to give yeah. a rating for this penalty like the earlier one. I say this penalty rating is a negative ten out of ten <laughs> because of the rebound. <laughs> yeah,
2: so I feel Spain will have a chance if uh they drop Morata and start Moreno in in okay. the central striker position because okay. in the previous match they started Moreno on the wing, but yeah. he has had a good season, and I think. If he, he started centrally, Morata hasn't been playing that well. Spain might have a chance, but yes, of course, for all we know, Spain could go back to their uh, how they have been playing. Like what you say, have hundred shots on goal and still not win. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's definitely still possible.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. I agree with you that they should start Moreno. You know, he has a brilliant season with Villarreal. Yeah. Whereas, okay, even though Morata is a more more established name, but then he has been off form quite a while for for quite quite a while now. Yeah.
1: Yeah, five years maybe.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to agree with Arjun on this one. I think Spain will pull through when it matters most. But they probably won't go far in the knockout round. Yeah, I think the experience of their players may be able may be sufficient for them to you know pull this through and progress into the next round. So I'm going for Spain 1-0. Yeah. Okay. okay.
2: Uh,
0: Okay. Uh, next one we have Group F Uday, Portugal against France. Let's talk about this.
1: <laughs> I can't believe I have to talk about this after the game that happened. Um. So okay. Like first things first. Um. I want to highlight the fact that Hungary. Uh, the whole country has been so vaccinated. My elder brother told us that during the match, the fans were not wearing a uh, clothes or shirts. At least. that's how vaccinated the whole country of Hungary is.
2: <laughs> yeah, no mask. And then it was fully packed. Fully <laughs> yeah. really packed side by side. So apparently, oh. <laughs> apparently 80% of the population has been
1: vaccinated. Ah, uh, no wonder. Wow. That's yeah. why it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, we got that out of the way. So now let's talk about the game. i will talk about Hungry first. So Hungry was very well organized. Yes. Uh, brilliantly taken goal by Attila Fiola. And there are question marks on uh, Hugo Lloris' position and his movement. He ran forward and then he ran and hesitated and stayed back. Something like a FIFA goal that I conceded against Arjun when I played FIFA (laughs) with Arjun. (laughs) And then (laughs) Hungary also tried to play from the back. They didn't play any long balls. They tried to pass from the back and I think it's very uh, confident with them. Um, They look like a very confident team and... But right Pavas po-
0: positioning also a bit weird, right? Like when, when you see the, yes. the people trying to hit the ball, you run yes. with the rudder. You don't stand there looking stunned, you know?
1: Correct, correct, exactly. Yeah. I think Pavas position, even Varen also just didn't know what to do. I think everyone was just confused with what happened. Um France was just taking it too easy. Um and then because of that, that's why we conceded. Um but then after the <laughs> Even during the game, like once we considered, I on halftime, I was telling my whole family, like I was watching my whole family, I was like, Benzema's got to go, Griezmann's got to go, Pogba's got to go, Rabia's got to go. But I meant go as in be substituted out. Mm-hmm. Everyone that played the first game really well should should have been substituted. And I don't want them to play in the third game as well. Um, and I told bring Dembele on, bring uh, Giroud on. And as soon as Dembele came on, that's when France looked a bit lively. I yes, on the right wing. Yes, exactly, the right wing. His first shot hit the woodwork. And um, basically, and then Giroud came on after the goal, and he was, uh, hold up play was really well. I think he, one or two chances were created because of Giroud's hold up play. So, yeah, basically, France was terrible. And remember how we talked about at the last podcast, the team let the team down? Definitely, France did that. The team definitely let the team down. <laughs> I, I think you said
2: that right. You said, yes. I think you, you were describing Hungary, right? Yeah, I don't think I was describing Hungary I can't remember actually who was I
1: describing I Scotland no, or no, Croatia no, no, no. one of those other teams Sweden, Poland probably I teams. can't remember actually one of those I
0: remember you said the goalkeeper let <laughs> the team down the defender let the team down yes
1: I was talking about Poland yeah. and then yeah exactly Poland yeah. so yeah and then um yeah, the positives is France is really lucky to have Mbappe. Um, as usual, he was very lively, created a few chances, created a goal. And there was one part of the game that um, Kante was struggling for France. I think it was near a throw-in area near Hungary south. And even though know Kante is struggling, you know France is going to lose. So yeah. um, definitely for the final game, I feel like they should change Benzema. They should yeah. remove Griezmann. They were all really poor. Whoever was poor, even Pogba also was poor. Just mix it up a bit, you know. Um, go out uh, at Portugal. Uh, Portugal. I mean, like, even their with...
0: goal is also, was also uh, a bit lucky, right? Through a deflection, yeah,
1: right? exactly. It was lucky. Exactly. And I t- kept on telling how like France's um, issue is breaking down teams when they sit uh, uh, quite bad. deep. The two goals that France scored worse when the teams were sitting deep. And none of the counter-attacking goals have been scored. So it's really weird that it's opposite right now. So I hope... And pray that Portugal decides to sit that back instead of uh, counter attacking at Fra- uh, France. Um, I, uh, Portugal seems very iffy. Um, the game against Germany, they their yeah, defensively, yeah. they didn't look very good, but attacking, they look uh, slightly threatening as usual. Uh, not that threatening. Bruno was missing. Um, mm. So I feel like I hopefully, um, again, Hope is France goes through. I told you France is going to go through at the start at the first podcast as well. The <laughs> one going to win it is not a, it's a different story altogether. Um, it might just end up with a one zero draw for France, one zero win for France um, against Portugal.
2: Okay, well, <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, I watched the uh, both both the games in Group F as well for k two, uh, and yeah, Hungary was brilliant. I thought they were really brilliant up to the mistake. The mistake was the only weakness in their game, in the whole game. Uh, they, I think they shocked France, and they shocked everyone in the world. Nobody expected Hungary to play like that against France. Uh, and they scored as well. They kept France at bay. Yes, it didn't help that France were missing chances. I think that Benzema chance from the Mbappe pass, uh, that was a big, big miss. Because nine times out of ten, for Real Madrid, he would have scored that. So uh, I don't know what it is. Maybe it was the pressure that got to him. Uh, I think they had a few half-chances as well. Uh, I mean, on a, on, a, on a usual day, I think they would have scored at least two or three out of that. And they would be leading comfortably 2-0. I don't know what's up with France's attack uh, in the last two games. They haven't been putting away chances. They have been a bit too lax. Griezmann is having to do a lot of defensive work as well. So that might have contributed to it also. So this France team doesn't look as good attacking as they are defending. Defending is all right. It's not too bad. Except, yes, against Hungary, I think Pavan had a bad game. Uh, he yes. had a yellow card as well, so considered a foul. But against Germany, they were pretty good defensively. Uh, Kante was good. But yeah, attacking, somehow, they seem to be struggling. So against Portugal, I don't beg them to score more than one goal. <laughs> I think they might score one goal at most, like what do they say? Uh, I, I agree with his prediction as well. I think it's going to be 1 1. Uh, just because Portugal needs to go for it, uh, because they need to at least get a draw to have a chance of qualifying as the third best team because Germany is probably have a, uh, in as first or second already because highly likely that on the back of that performance against Portugal, I think they're going to be hungry. So then I think Germany will definitely be uh, first or second.
1: Sorry, in, I said one in- zero, by the way. Not 1-1. One, one. Oh, you
2: said one zero. sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I'm going to go with 1-1. One, one. Uh, so I think it's going to be a draw between France and Portugal. France will drop to second and Germany will go through as first. Uh, but yeah, Portugal needs at least that one point to have a chance of qualifying as the third-best group. So I think they will score, Ronaldo might score. Um, But yeah, France will score as well, for sure. But whether France score more than one, is depending on whether they put away the chances. Because Portugal's defence are going to give France chances. Diaz yes. seems to be so bad with Portugal. I don't know why. Pepe is not so good either. Uh, Portugal's fullbacks are constantly exposed. Currero and Semedo. Yeah, mm. so definitely front gonna have chances. it's just whether they put them away. Yeah. So, I
0: think this will be a high-scoring match as well, given the fact that Portugal has uh, uh, quite quite a weak defense and also their attacking is quite good as well. As you can see from the table, they have, they have scored they scored 5 and conceded 4 from the Germany game alone. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I have a weird feeling that Portugal might win this game just because just because there, has, there is a weakness in France, left back and also they are quite a bit toothless in front. Yeah, whereas, you know, Portugal at least they have a good front, they have a good attacking unit. Uh... In Ronaldo, Jota, Fernandes and Silva. Yeah, and also I think we discussed this before we start the podcast is that Portugal has a weak uh, defence and as well as I think the weakest point is their CDM. Where, and that is where uh, Pereira and Calvario is playing. Um, I think it's, it's not solid enough. They don't have a CDM like you know, uh, uh, Fabinho or Cruz or a uh, or Kante in that sense. Yeah, so that, that, I think a CDM is very important, like like how you see Liverpool play without and with Fabinho in that CDM position. Yeah, so, but nevertheless, I still think, I have a weird feeling that Portugal might win this, but might age, age this 2-1. Yeah, and also, I think I have to disagree with today in the fact that I feel that Mbappe has been quite anonymous in the Hungary game. I don't know what you think about that.
1: He was the best player. I mean, he was the only one that was creating the chances. He was the only one that he kind of created the goal as well, assisted the goal as well. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, he was anonymous because the team let him down. Um, <laughs> okay. He was not Mbappe. Like, he was the only uh, shining star in the whole game. I mean, he deserved an 8 out of 10 for me, uh, specifically because of how he played. Um, that's what I thought. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe he might have been anonymous. Arjun? Uh-
2: I agree with Uday actually. Uh, I think first half Mbappe was the only person in the France attack who tried to do something and yeah he had a shot or one or two shots I think and then he he set up that golden chance for Benzema as well. So I think he did reasonably well. Definitely Benzema, the likes of Benzema, Griezmann, Pogba, uh, I think they really let him down. They didn't contribute enough. Yeah, but I think effect.
0: something prompted me. I think, Arjun, uh, remember yesterday I was watching the second half and I texted
2: you, I said, is Mbappé playing Question mark? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So, later later on, I think Mbappé faded a bit. And then, yeah, like, second the half, game yes. on, of course, Dembele was playing really well. Yeah, yeah and yeah. another fun fact is that the likes of Czech Republic, uh, Ukraine, mm-hmm. and Austria have scored more goals than France. And Wales as well. It is yeah, tournament man. so far
1: you don't need to score a lot of goals to win tournaments yeah that's true, <laughs> that's true enough. But, <laughs> but I've never thought of France as someone
2: who struggles to score goals
1: they put 4 I points mean, in the start... World Cup 2018 So France didn't really score a lot of goals it was only I think uh, the match against Argentina and the yeah. final against Croatia, final against Croatia. Yeah. they scored more than 2 goals all of it was just 1-0, 2-0 even in yeah, the yeah but they've always been able... able to score when it matters to yeah games you're, right. The... You're, right, you're right it's really weird
2: Okay,
1: Ajit, uh, let's finish up. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, no, I was going to sorry. talk a bit on uh, Diaz. Uh, we were talking about what happened to Diaz and everything. Um, okay. Diaz is definitely missing, like what you said, a defensive midfielder. A <laughs> uh, Fernandinho or a Rodri up there to actually help him out in that position. Um, because Pepe is not quick enough as he used to be in 2016 when Portugal um, has enough time. Sorry, it was enough strength and everything. <laughs> <laughs> so I was looking at the time. <laughs> so um, anyways, so I feel like uh, this is why DS is performing very poor. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. Because uh, I, I was
2: uh, t- uh, talking to Cedric in, in, on Facebook as well and uh, was mentioning that I didn't really like William Cavalho and Danilo as Portugal's centre midfielders. I thought they didn't offer anything to attack or to defence. They didn't okay. have progressive passing. They, didn't, exactly. but they can't shoot, and they didn't help out the full The full were yeah. so exposed. Semedo was pulled in because of uh, the lights of Kai Howard. And so yeah. Gosen just had the entire wing empty to himself. That's when you yeah. would, like, you would yeah. see your defensive midfielder cover the wing. Yeah. Uh, if you had a Kante, I'm pretty sure Kante would have been there. So yeah. I don't see yeah. the two center midfielders offering anything to Portugal. I don't know yeah. why he didn't yeah. start yeah. Motinho or Neves, especially Neves. Uh, when Renato Sanchez, Sanchez came on, he did really well as well. So next team, I expect mm-hmm. at least one out of Sanchez, Mourinho or MS to start over these two midfielders uh,
1: yes, Just yes, because yes. I think they don't offer anything at all. Yeah, sure. Mm. And then uh, the wing-backs for Germany uh, were played really well. Huh? The likes of Kimich, even the likes of Müller and... Um, who's that defender that they have that played really well against France that considered their own goal? Um, Hamels, Hamels, yeah, Man, Hamels, uh, yeah. Hals. All of these guys were supposedly to be kicked out for the new German yes. revolution, yes, But yes. all of them played really well, and I think it's going to yes. give Joachim Low a headache. Yeah. Uh, hey, the good, the left back got- Gossen played very well, sir. So. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, yeah. Mm. All right, I think that's it. Okay.
0: Uh, last match, Arjun. Uh, Germany against Hungary. Yeah, so I
2: think this is pretty straightforward despite uh, Hungary's brilliant performance against France. I think Germany, when they get going, they are a weak machines. Uh, this is the kind of games they specialize in. Once they get going, uh, I think they'll be able to trample these. Uh, yeah, so they, I think they're gonna blow away Hungary because they are really on form right now and first place is up for grabs since France is facing Portugal and they might not uh, get three points. So given how the first match went, uh, I don't think many people expected Germany to be in this position. But now they, yeah. they have the motivation to finish first as well. So I think they will be able to blow away Hungary. Sad for Hungary because I thought they did really well against France. And would have been nice to see them get third place. But I don't think that's going to happen. They might score a goal because Germany might uh, will be attacking and leaving space behind. But I don't think they'll have enough to even draw. So,
1: I see Germany winning this like 3-1 or 4-1. Absolutely agree with Arjun. I think I already spoke a bit of Germany just now. So, it might just be a German victory. Maybe a 3-0 for me. Mm,
0: I agree as so. well. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I think that concludes today's discussion.
1: <laughs>
0: okay, um, listeners, if you have any... Uh, Comments or feedback to us, please do leave us a DM on our Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Steven Rockon. That is at S T E P H E N underscore R O C K underscore O N. Arjun's Instagram handle is at Ruven Arjun. That is at R V A N A R J U N. And once again, thank you Uday for joining us in today's podcast.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. Hopefully, France goes through to the next round. I'm in the blue. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, good one. Okay, um, listeners, please do stay tuned as we have more episode coming up for the knockout round as well. And I think that's it for us. Uh, Take care, everyone. See you. Bye-bye.